curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All right, folks. I am Mr. Curiosity, otherwise known as who, gentlemen? Joe Snedeker. Joe Snedeker? <laughs> what? Is that you, Joe? Yeah, that... <laughs> who are these strange men here in the background? Well, Mr. Curiosity is curious this week about um, Cooper's Seafood. Not just the evolution of the restaurant, but the name, the faces, the gentlemen, ladies too, who started this whole thing, where it's going, where it's been, and why you support St. Joe's, and why there's a big octopus on your building, and all the famous people that went there. I want to know it all. So uh, are you ready to begin? We have three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to do this. We have to do this in like uh, 45 minutes. Can it be done? I believe can. we can. So right here in front of me, we have uh, the great Jack Cooper and the great Mark Cooper. Thank you, Joe. Good so I want to start by saying how many Coopers are there? I don't even know the answer to that. There are eight of us. Eight children. There's eight? I'm the oldest. Offspring the, of Jack. the same two people. Yes. That's correct. Yes. Yep. And you're the oldest. I'm the oldest. Jack's the second oldest. And our, uh, what's the rest here? We have, we have four, four other brothers and yeah, uh, six, two sisters. Yeah, six boys, two girls. See, already Mr. Curiosity is learning. <laughs> I didn't know this. Now, this is, a, a, I hope, not an uncomfortable question, but is everyone still alive and oh, well? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, good. Alive yeah, good. and well. We live yeah. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> we live a long yeah. time. My Longevity lives in the family. 98. My 98. mom just passed away at 93. Are you serious? And yep. We're like cockroaches. Uncles, to get rid yeah, of the, the uncles were like, they all died of like minor's asthma, but they're 80, so they survived that long with the... They were well, all... I like where you started with the two parents in their 90s, so let's go back. Where did they come from? What is their origin? Where did their parents come from? Hit me, baby. Well, Mark is a really, he's a good historian with the Cooper family. All right, so Mark, let's go, yeah, yeah. Let's go yeah. back. Where, where are your great-grandparents? Great-grandparents came from Lithuania, both sides. Both sides Lithuania. Yeah, both sides from Lithuania. Uh, let's see. My... Somewhere in the 1800s, late yeah, 1800s? Yeah, late 1800s. Actually, but both of my grandfathers, uh, there's a... I have a cousin in uh, in Texas that uh, is a, a genealogist, actually, and he's done a lot with the family. And he said that a lot of the people that they lived in Wilkesbury, uh, Georgetown area of Wilkesbury, but a lot of the young men, and they were, there was a whole pile of young men that came in that were all like in their early 20s, late teens, early 20s, that immigrated about the same time. And what they were doing was escaping the Russian draft. They were for the Russo-Japanese War. They were Russian draft dodgers, basically. So is this like Bolshevik, Menshevik's time? I don't even <laughs> yeah. know. Like, yeah. Before that. No, before, before that. that. Before that. Oh. It was the Tsar. They were conscripting all the small countries. They, they, they ran all the Baltic states, and they were conscript, conscripting all the, uh, the young men for the war with Japan, the, Japanese, the Russo-Japanese War of 1905. So most of those young guys, they skedaddled and came to America, then sent for the families later on. See, you helped me understand my heritage then. Not that I want to branch into this, but I always wonder because my grandparents, uh, Slovakia. Mm -hmm. But I always think, and I know America was the place to be, but why did they all leave? Why was everyone leaving? Weren't things... At that time, yes, it was, it was basically to escape the war. And America was the land of milk and honey, too. I know. Well, we to yeah. 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 And there, yeah, there were some family I mean, I get members. that, but, yeah. I, but I'm still thinking, you know, it must have been pretty nice in Eastern Europe. Why yeah. not hang out and... Get your jobs done. No, well, you know, everyone was under a collective. It was they were they were peasants. You know, yeah. they were basically peasants, and it was a land of opportunity. So, I know that my grandfather, when he came over here, he his brother came over first, and he had a, a rooming house down in Glen Lyon, I believe. And my grandmother came over. She she was just a young girl came over by herself, and she worked. Well, no, she didn't come over by herself. She came over with her brothers, but she worked for my grandfather's brother, and that's how he met her. 
And they got married, and they moved to Georgetown, which is a little suburb of uh, Wilkesbury, by the Giants to Spare Hill. It's okay, okay. Uh, and this is all when? This is like early, early uh, 1900s. Early 1900s. Late, late, uh, late, yeah, early 1900s. Scranton's booming. Wilkesbury's booming. There's no restaurants in, the mines. in Scranton yes. yet. They're the in the mines. mines. Yes. They're miners. So yeah. who yeah. who are these people then that reproduced and made you guys? Okay. Do they start the restaurant or what? I don't know the answer to well, this. Well, our thing. uncle well, Frank actually started the restaurant, right? Frank right, was so the oldest are, was yeah. the oldest son. All right, so wait, here here you have your father's brother. Yep. Yes. My father's oldest brother. Father's oldest brother. What's your father doing at the time? My father was a, uh, let's see, my father was a loom mechanic. He worked in the uh, silk mills. He was down in Jersey, right? Working that, in Jersey. Well, that was before the war. He worked yep. down there. But before that, he worked up here. He worked at the Johnny Silk Mill. And his brother. The, Frank, well, also, Frank also was, Frank was, Frank and my and my dad were the two that didn't, were not miners. Never went in the mines. My Uncle Frank. Why, are they up, too good? They're elitists. <laughs> they were too they were, smart my, for that. My what dad happened? and my uncle, my Uncle Frank was a great mechanic. And okay. uh, I guess he wound up getting a job in the, uh, in the mines, and didn't he start the mine, organizing the, the mines? Did he start yeah. organizing the miners? Well, yeah, what happened? Well, a, we have a little bit of a this guy's name, trouble. A little bit of a guy's yeah, trouble, right? He was a mechanic, yeah. and he wound up. Uh, he was a union organizer initially, and he got blackballed. Couldn't get a job, so he uh, changed. He took my grandmother's name and kind of Americanized it. Was Cooper's changed it to Cooper? What, what, what was it? Co- Cooper's. Cooper's. Cooper's, Cooper's, K U P R I S. So already we know where the name comes from. Yeah, now. See, exactly. Getting, so he Americanized it to Cooper, and he got a job working in the silk mills. But he wound up opening his own business at the time because he was such a he was mechanical such a business. Great mechanic. He wound up inventing something that, the way that they took a home a home based uh, business, which was weaving these rag rugs. And he took these looms and he, me- he mechanized it. This is Uncle Frank now? This is Uncle Frank. Right. Well, he turned this into a, he wound up having a giant rug manufacturing business. He had the offices Get from out. California. In North Scranton. Top North Scranton, of, uh, right next to right. North Scranton yep. Junior High School. So it's, where are we now? Early 1900s, there's a big no, rug see, man Frank, in Scranton. Frank did, Frank did this that probably uh, right Frank. around the wartime, right before the war, probably in the late 30s. Okay, so yeah. my we're dad, in My dad and my Uncle Joe, the, the two other, <laughs> my dad and my other uncle, they were down in Jersey working before the war. Because there was no real work around here. They didn't want to go in the mines. The mines were actually were, were petering out at the time, too. Yeah. There wasn't always work. My grandfather would be laid off here and there. Uh, but see, this is how I want to know the beginning of things. So your Uncle Frank, mechanic, starts a business selling carpets, rugs, whatever. Right. Braided My rugs, grandfather yeah. stayed in the mines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no business. No nothing. Yeah. I mean, that, that one bifurcation changes yes. everything. Exactly. I think what also what made happened, him do that, and my grandfather just say this is also it, happened to get, in the mine. Get them out of the mines with my uncle Tony, which was which was the second. Uh, let's see, he was the second, was the third was youngest behind Frank, wasn't behind he? Frank. Behind Frank, Tony was behind Frank. Yeah, he got killed. He was 27 years old, and he got killed in an explosion in the mines. It was right around Easter time. He was in, and somehow the the dynamite he was setting went off and blew him up. This is. Frank's, this Frank's is brother. Frank's yep. brother. My so dad's, another one my of your dad's brother. Yes. Okay. So he was like 27 years old, and I think that's what kind of flattened out the, the desire to keep working in the mines. So oh, they, I see. Okay. So, there's uh, a so they wound up, yeah, they wound up doing something different. And well, that, Frank wound up very successful. That's an example of 
crisis sometimes produces opportunity. Absolutely. Here's a crisis that made and, someone... And he, he invented that machine to make the braided rug. Uncle Frank did. And he mechanized it. it. So and is this yeah. what Frank's doing for decades and making yes. tons oh, of money? And he oh, made yeah. lots of He became a multimillionaire. He no, offices. he didn't. Yeah, he yes. had offices in New York, uh, Chicago, Chicago, LA, San Francisco. Oh, Frank. Yeah, Frank yeah. Cooper. Big rug man. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big I don't believe this. Yeah. I never... Does, do people know this? Uh, oh, yeah. There are a lot of people uh, that work for him. I think the older generation might know, but a lot of them are passed on. So when now, I, I joined the Knights of Columbus at one point, and some of the older guys were like, oh, my God. I said, oh, your Uncle Frank was great. He used to bring everybody down here and treat everybody. But never, he, no one ever had to pay for anything. He he, always, yeah, he actually started the Lithuanian club up in North Scranton. Too. The Taurus club? the original the Taurus club. Is that right? That's yep. Frank started that. And how much younger is your dad than Frank? Uh, let's see. Frank was born yeah. in 1904. Just my dad years, was born right? in 17. So, what? Uh, 13 years. years. That's quite a bit. So did your dad then say, give me some money, Frank? Give me some of your tens of... No, but Frank was not that generous with the family. No. He was uh, was tough with the family. But he stayed in the carpet business. Right, Yes, he did. Yeah, my dad worked for him. Then after, when my dad came back from World War II, my dad... Oh, wait, wait. so now your dad goes to World War II. My dad was was drafted. He's 18, 19, whatever. Uh, probably yeah. older than that. He's a probably older than that. He was 41, so he was born in 17, 20, 23, okay, 20, 24. So he's in his 20s. His older brother's making tons of money. Yep. He's like, I got to do this. I got to serve <sighs> my country. I'm going. He got, World War II started. He went in the, in the Army. My Uncle Joe went in the Navy, which we have pictures of my Uncle Joe on D-Day on his LCI. Oh, yeah. Are uh, you serious? Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, interesting. Very, very interesting. My Uncle Bill wound up with the, at the uh, conservation course. Right. Well, he was yeah. in the CC camps. He was in the con- civilian conservation corps as a young man. Money for the family, you know. He got to work. There was no work around, and he he was an absolute bull of a guy. Uh, he was a cable splicer. He used to work, splice the cables for the submarine nets and the ship cables. They couldn't get women were not strong enough to do that job at the time. I guess they probably were, but anyway, it was a man's job and it was a, a defense job. So they needed him there. So he had Popeye arms. The guy had arms <laughs> like this. I saw my brother-in-law and I try to move a 50-gallon drum that was buried in the mud in the water in our dock in Canada. Yeah. We couldn't move it. Here's this old guy. He's like 60-some years old at the time. He goes on there by himself, pulls this thing out by himself. Like, I said, oh, my God, I never want him to touch me. <laughs> the greatest like, generation. Oh, you know God, why, right? What, what a man. Man. But what I don't get, if, if Uncle Frank had this big business making tons of money, why didn't all of your uncles and their, his brothers just well, say, did. oh, we're going to work they for did. the he, business? Uncle Frank employed well, they them all. After the war. After the war. They all, yep. we got to go serve back. our country. They come after back. After they came back, they all worked for Frank. Yep. And then my Uncle Frank wound up with the... The restaurant was originally started by Stanley Andres, Leo Parrish, and uh, Bill Lockman. Three Friends, guys. Just some for, three, for, three guys who wound up the Coupier, diners. The original, original diners. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. No, there's a little railroad station. That's like a little, little restaurant. restaurant. Which was a restaurant. Where it is now. Became, it became yeah, exactly, yeah. a restaurant in 1941. Who are these guys to your... The three guys that opened it? Mark yeah. Knows just friends? No, they were, well, Stanley Andres, who had Andres Diner down on the Washington Avenue. Uh, Leo Parrish, who had the Parrish Diner up on Route 6. Okay. And Bill Lockman, who had a bunch of bars in Scranton. They got out of the business because they wanted to open diners. At the end of the war, figure they were going to make a killing on all the GIs coming home. That was, uh-huh. the, that was a hot thing to do. So they sold the business to a guy named George Lavelle. Okay. George Lavelle wanted partners with my Uncle Frank. And then... Uh, 
Uncle Frank comes back comes back from the war. No, he Uncle got, Frank is he, he, Uncle Frank never was in the war. He Frank was, never was. He in had war. a business. He was he was the businessman. He's the businessman. He, he I think he sold. He had contracts, government contracts too. So so this little bell guy says, Frank, you want to go in on this? No, one? I think Uncle Frank got in a card game. Didn't you the say? Card, what, yeah, he did. Uncle yeah, Frank. I, I believe the story was that Michael yeah, Frank, George Lavelle, lost half the restaurant to my Uncle Frank in a card game, a poker game. So that's how Frank started. When my dad comes back from the war. But he sends my dad down to run the business. Frank. Now, John, our father, knew nothing about the restaurant business. So Frank but does just, Frank have an interest in the business or no? No, no. He's, he's just one of the card other, games. He's doing these other things. Yeah, he has yeah. the rug mill. He's, he's, he's got places all over the, the country. He may have but, won this in a card game. Yeah, yes. but then he tells my father, go into the restaurant business. My father knew absolutely nothing about the restaurant <laughs> business, so he starts in the restaurant business. And this business. is what, late 40s? 48. 48. 48. Yeah. Uh, the so other, you, the other brothers get in at the same time too. They all, they all bowed into the restaurant. So it was it all, a four, four-way partnership. Four-way partnership. Frank, Bill, four. Joe, and John. My our father, John. Four, yeah. four-way partnership. So let's go to your dad now. He's married. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, Mark was born. He, what was he doing right before he, your uncle made him go into this? He was a little mechanic. He was working. Yeah. Oh, he was still a mechanic. He, 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 he for worked Frank. for, for yep. Frank as he a mechanic. He, he, he's got any kids at this point? or he, maybe? Frank, Frank has a... No, your dad. Uh, no, Mark my dad. was born yeah, in 1950. I was born in 50. Okay. So, so I was the first one so there. He was, so you're, you're, you're born in 50. Right. There's a restaurant in existence with your dad and his brothers. Yes. Right. And it's a yeah. small little place. Small. Right. Only the, small the original It was always a seafood restaurant. Yeah. Always yeah. was a seafood restaurant. And it was called something else at the time, or it was Andres. Andres. Andres yeah. at first, and then the, the change that after that. And I didn't, I didn't see pictures, but I'm sure they exist. What does this look like? Describe this thing. It's the a original. It's the, yeah. the original. We place. have pictures. We have pictures. Now. The yeah. original yeah, pictures. Yeah, but for those listening, maybe it's, it's a it's the flat just long nothing long impressive. Like, I mean, just a, no. If no. you come to Cooper's in the hallway, there's all the pictures. It, it morphs, you know, even on our menu. Oh, I know. I've seen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. seen the original building. It and looks like an old train station. Is what it was. You know, when we actually remodeled, we were doing the kitchen. We pulled the wall. Down there were railroad rails, and there is support Get for out. steel. Instead of just using steel, they used rails as part of the the, uh, the supports. So your dad learns the business. Learns your the mom business. worked in there too. He at was the a time. good accountant. He was a good My father was a great guy. Yeah. great numbers guy, great accountant. He uh, he wanted. A, he was a people person too. People. Yeah, dad was. He, dad he was. Yeah, he was a real like, outgoing guy. My like dad you guys loved, though. I'm instantly my attracted dad loved to you. I don't like, even yeah. know why. <laughs> my dad. We don't either. <laughs> I want to be around you guys, and I don't know why. So this must yeah. be just something in the air with you. Your, your, well, the rest of we meet the rest of our brothers and sisters. It's the same. It's woven into your DNA. When the Coopers yeah. get together, we have quite the parties. Yeah. So then this you. thing starts moving and grooving. Starts, you guys are yeah. born. It's in the fifties now. It's, Mark's and, and born then, in fifty. I'm born in fifty-two. Fifty-two. Yeah. Colette's born in fifty-three. Right. Yeah. And but at the time, is it making like, this is a big deal, or is it still just an average? Oh, the restaurant order? is just they're just, just they're just scraping they're by. Getting they're, by. They're just getting by. My dad was fortunate. He had some good people to work for. Him. He had uh, the original head chef was uh, Vince uh, Vincenzo Tarantino, who was uh, from Italy. Right. From Italy, he had actually studied at Escoffier in France. He spoke about six oh, or seven. Oh, big he spoke deal. about six yeah. or seven languages. Get out. Uh, he could go from he could he could speak Greek. He could speak uh, Lebanese. He could speak Spanish. That's the guy we trained. This guy under, was yeah. this guy was the head. He was the, he was head, the head chef. He had yeah. Where does he come from? Is your dad finds him or? Uh, he actually, he worked like, sure. from, when he came from New York. He came to, to uh, Scranton and he worked at PJ's because this was the place to be. Scranton, this was a hot place. PJ's around, was yeah. a big place. They used to be in the window carving the roasts and stuff. And at the time, there was a place carving called a bar roast. named Brennan's Bar. It was a full the bar was a full block long between Wyoming. And Washington Avenue. Gotcha. The, the bar was the entire length of the block. 
all the sailors and soldiers and I was coming back from war. It was the hot place to be. You know, they had different bartenders all the way down this line. Well, PJ's was across the street. Great place to eat. Well, after the war, my dad got, or I maybe it was Stanley, or not Stanley, but uh, you this George before? Lavelle. This, I, Prince wound up there early, right around the time dad wound up, wound up in there. So around 48 or so, he wound up coming in. I think George Lavelle knew him, and he got him to work for him. And he and my dad just, they just formed a bond. I mean, my my one brother, Jim, his So he's coming up with Vince. the meals and everything? Like, oh, yeah. He, he all, his, all original recipes came everything. from this, Vince Tarantino. Of, yeah, this guy. Our original clam chowder yeah. recipe, oh the red clam, clam chowder recipe was from Vince, our rice pudding recipes that... Where was, what's his heritage? Did you tell me? He's Italian. Italian. He's Italian yeah, guy. Yeah, he was Italian, Italian, fought in World yeah. War One. So now we're mixing yeah. Lithuania. And, we're throwing in and, Italy. And we're Jerry McDermott was one of our head bartenders. He was as Irish as the day is long. Oh, now we're bringing in Irish. Oh, Ireland. he was so I mean, funny. He worked in the Poconos back yeah. in the time. And he, worked, he also worked yeah. at Brennan's, you know. Uh, but don't you guys see what's happening? It's this yeah. this melting of, of but different he had parts just, of the world You know, it's characters. like it was Providence that he has such great people that... that he would have gone under had it not been for these people oh, watching sure. all the yeah. time. You know, we they became yeah. his fast friends, and, and they took care of Dad also. They really as he did. took care of as them. As he too. took care of yeah. them also. Yeah. I mean, Jerry, we wound up friends with his son. We were oh like another God, we brother. Came, yeah. Dad couldn't go to Canada with us, so or Jerry couldn't go, so we would take Jim with us. Uh, we'd go fishing. We were Jeremy all... Dermott's son became gotcha. one of my best friends. Yeah. All right. So is your mom involved? Is she like a waitress? Yeah, one she... No, she started baking for us. One point she yeah. was baking. She, she wanted she, to she bake was... in the worst way, and then well, she, she was did... a hostess yeah. originally back she in the fifties. She, she wanted to bake, Joe, but then she didn't realize that it wasn't just baking two pies, and then we'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, mom, we need like ten coconut custards, yeah. ten lemon meringue." Gotcha. After about a year or two, she got a little tired of that. Didn't she, she work? Too she was much. Like, yeah. Of course, she had eight kids. I mean, I don't know yeah. why she was tired. Well, I was going to say, what's it like at home, though? Is uh, So you got all these uh, kids. She, she, she bossing. My mother your was father our, bossing her around. Our, She's bossing your father around. Our parents were the best. They were I, phenomenal. They had such a great relationship. Great. Is that right? Uh, uh, loving. Absolutely We grew up in a great, great home. Yep. I mean, great home. You, you couldn't pick a better family we had, no, we had no money, but we had love like crazy. But why do you say that right there? If the restaurant's doing good, or well, it's just, it's just getting, was just by, getting by, I mean, it was just getting by. There were four partners, don't forget. So anything that came out of the restaurant were was split. four ways, and it wasn't booming. It was, I think you're just trying to be modest, and you really grew no. up rich kids with everything. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, remember we had, to, we had to take out the garbage for all the neighbors, and my father wouldn't let us take a dime. We that, couldn't even take a dime. But we, right? we had to do it for nothing. Well, that's my dad. Shovel the sidewalks. Catholic school, we were going to St. Paul's, and I, I, a lot of the kids were getting uh, getting allowances. I said to my father, I said, you know, Jeannie Swift is getting a quarter a week allowance? He said, I'll give you an allowance. He said, I allow you to make all the money you want. And that wasn't really the answer I was looking Isn't for, you know? He said, I'll give you a couple of hints. <laughs> and yeah, he gave us a job when we were 10 one, years old washing one, dishes, and we paid us like... Two dollars and seventy-five cents for the night, but he didn't give it to us. He put it in a bank account, which <laughs> we couldn't right? access until like, like come like on. Fifth. That's yeah, so God's you see, these truth. might be the ingredients, though, how to make good human beings that we don't follow I used to collect, anymore. I used to right? collect rags. I used to go, rag, go around to the, the neighbors and ask anybody if they had old rags, because rags were two cents a, pe- a pound. I used to take my wagon and haul up to go up to Honix Junkyard at the top of the Or collect cans. We collect all the cans, cans and go to the junkyard. See, so this Grass, the value yeah. of hard work. You weren't spoiled kids. No. Learn the value of a dollar. Yep. And th- so now you're you're ten, you're twelve, you're going through puberty, you're in high school. What's happening? We're working at the restaurant. We're working at the dishwasher. Me and Mark Constantly. started together. 
always working. Every time the phone would ring. Did you say, Dad, I need a job? Or he'd say, you're working. No, no, he just told us. That's what you're doing. You're working. What if you said, I want a paper out instead? I don't want a paper out. No, how about when we start dating, though? We start dating, and Dad would say. Do you bring the girls home? No. no, first of all, if you wanted to go on a date, he would say, tell me where you're going to be. So we're going to be at the bowling. I said, well, if I paid you, you better come to work. And how many times would be out bowling, like paging Jack Cooper? I'm like, come oh, on, darn, oh. I got it. He'd be on the phone. Dishwasher it... didn't show up. You got to no. come. We went. We so he, he, tough guy, but you're saying he, oh, it's not yeah. like. Oh, he wasn't no, mean. No, really. not wasn't mean, mean, but it just, it, he was, it was, he was stressed. He, was, he, he ran that restaurant himself. It was just. He did everything himself. So he was always there. He was always yeah. There. He worked. Yes, he worked eight days. Were you going to say like a workaholic type, or if you said, "Dad, no, let's go on a weekend," let's go. Oh, he loves going, going fishing. fishing. He loved we'd it. go to Canada with them. He'd always take always us to Canada. Us that was our only we vacations went, ever. Sunday because we were closed on Sundays. We always went. My grandmother had a cottage at Harvey's Lake. Well, so Mark, we, spent, Mark, we worked first on Sunday mornings. Remember? Oh yeah, first we, we went to work at like go to six church six, first. Church work. Go to work. Then Harvey's Lake. Then Harvey's Lake. Grandma out there. Catholic family. Family. Yeah, all Catholic. Yeah. And Father, then, Son, Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. I say to thee. Yeah. We we're always going to go to church. Isn't all, that everybody? And we dressed up the little hats. Remember, we all, there was a riot. The all right, girls so were now, all dressed. So up. now we're high school. You're thinking about a career. What are you? What are you doing now? What are you? What are you? You're 18. Well, all the family. Everybody had to work in the restaurant. So as we, you know, we, we all worked. Yeah. So you never went thought the dishwashing, though, the busing. I said I'm never going to do this because it's, me too. It's weekends. I it's it's out. long nights. It's hot when everyone else is off. You're working. Well, well I was going to say here's the, here's what the dilemma is for a lot of businesses. Once the kids get to a certain age, they either kind of rebel and say, I'm not doing this. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to go to welding school. Well, or some are indoctrined into the family business. Where were you guys going at the no, time? I, wanted, no, I really didn't want any part of it. Nor did I. You did not. I, no, went to, no, I went to college. No. I wound up get So me. you're 18. You go to, where are you going? Penn State. Penn State. Penn State. Went for uh, engineering. And after two years, I got a job. I took a, a, uh, an application with DuPont. And I got offered the job on the spot. They flew me out to Parkersburg. They offered me the job on the spot, and they said, well, you can go to college. I was paying for my own college. Wait what, a minute. The old what, man's what making year, money at what, the restaurant. He's not paying no, for your college. Not, no, we, we paid what for everything ourselves. What year was that, 68? 68. No, we, we pay for our own everything. So yeah. the fact that you majored in engineering, that you guys are all pretty fluent in math, you, it comes easy for yeah, you? Or? Yeah, fairly. I mean, by two, after two years, I mean, I... I they told me, well, they'll pay for anything. Marietta State's right across DuPont the river. DuPont said that. Yeah, they said, all you got to do is pass the course, and we'll pay for them. I thought, wow. And it, I was going to be starting off at twice what my dad was making. Is that right? Yeah. At the time, I thought, but wow. What, so what we're talking, when now? 1970, that was. So it's 1970. Oh, the restaurant got to be doing pretty good, or no? Uh Oh, no, no, I think no, it's just, it was plodding along. It, plodding nothing, along, yeah. Nothing, nothing really great yet. Uh, See, that's what I'm curious about. I got drafted. About. Anyway, I, oh. I dropped my I, my first first draft lottery. I think my number was 184, 186. And I thought, I knew all these guys that were going earlier on. I mean, I had wanted to enlist initially right after high school. I wanted to enlist in the Navy with my, my brother-in-law now. Uh, and we were going to go into the buddy plan. And my dad said, no, I don't want you to go to Vietnam. And I don't want you to go anywhere. Because he's, I've been there. Because my dad was at Anzio. Uh, he went all up, up he went to the boot, through, up, up he through Italy, Italy, into Austria, and he Germany. Was, he was in so he, Iraq, he, training yeah. for the invasion of Sicily, then in Iraq. What's Iraq now? Yeah. So, he, the, so he's trying to 
dissuade us from from going to war. He wanted us to go to college. And, but yeah. you're, he, but I would guess you would say, Korea, I'm not going to do that. There's a lot of rebellion at the time. Well, well, a little no. bit. Why would you Mark want to Mark didn't go? know he was going to Korea. He I thought he was going to go to Vietnam. Yeah. Oh, I see. And then at the last second, they they took you into... But you were welcoming that, you're saying. This is... Well, I mean, I, I once, once I was in the service, well, I, drafted, I wanted to be in the service. <laughs> I wanted to do it, but I didn't... That was not exactly the plan, how, how, how it went. Uh, anyway, when I came back... You're what, 22? Yeah, like, let's see, uh, yeah, 22. 22. 22. You come back? I come back. The job was still there, but my dad said, the bartender was sick. He said, can you fill in for a little bit before... DuPont job was still there. Yeah. He's, they have to take you back. Oh, they I had see. To. It was that one of those things. Well, I started working behind the bar, and I loved it. And so I went to... Took, took a couple of courses down at LCC, and it was one. They like offered this course one or? time. No, no, it was, it was all about the history of of, uh, of alcohol, basically of, of, <laughs> of how things. Mark knows a lot are, about alcohol. Let me tell anything, you. Anything you want to know about boozer? Anything you want to know about? He was anyway. <laughs> anything you want to know about? Cordials. I can tell you how they're made, who made them, how they blended. But you're in your 20s. You're bartending. Your dad's in his 40s. Your parents it. running yeah. the restaurant, and you say, "I'm going to do this." Yeah. Where are you, Big Daddy? Where, where's Big Jack? I was at the University of Scranton. I was going to be a doctor, so I was in, in pre-med See, there. you guys are high-level thinkers, and you just don't get accepted to the U for pre-med if you, your board scores were great, you're quick yes, learners, so, yeah, everything yeah, comes yeah, easy yeah, to yeah, you. Yep, yeah, yeah. we did very well. So we you guys hard. must just be superior carbon units here. <laughs> That's the bottom line. No, you are. I don't know about that. And then you're yeah. at the U, and what happens? You're thinking... Um, I hurt my knee. Uh, I blew out my knee, so I was uh, behind the semester. So I didn't graduate with my class. I graduated six months afterwards. And uh, I decided I had a, uh, a friend out in Las Vegas. And, uh, <laughs> I was going to go to medical school, but then I, I was, wasn't going to go until the following year. So I had like a whole six, eight months to kill. So I went out to Las Vegas and, uh, and uh, met this friend out there, and uh, we opened a restaurant out there. No, small, you did not. Yeah. It was called the Gin Mill. Yeah, it was a bar restaurant. You and guys uh, like... <laughs> was there for about six months in the highway department. I was only a working partner now. And I went to Vegas and I was like, oh my God, this is like unbelievable coming from Scranton. Yeah, small, you, you know. liked it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was... Uh, and did, was it successful? Or? It was very successful. The highway department came through and they bought the place out. So uh, my friend then was a, a big deal in the Sands Hotel. He was a, a pit boss and he got me into a dealing <laughs> school. Boss. So then I... Uh, dealt cards for about another six months out there. And how old are you at the tw- time? What, this is, what, uh, this is when? about 22. So this is 20, in the 70s? Yeah, 76. 76. Yep. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm 10 years old. I'm in elementary school. You guys are... I'm wondering what Dad was doing. Killing me and you, well, you were still back here. I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was in I was Vegas, here, and you, yeah. you had to come back already. Yeah. So yeah. briefly, though, I don't want to uh, kill the whole podcast here, but so what are your siblings doing? They're all going to college, too? Or they're uh, all, yeah, Colette, was, much, yeah, Colette was in East Stroudsburg. East Stroudsburg teaching. Teaching, uh, yeah. Uh, then Paul was at, uh, what was he? Penn State. Then he went to the, the Virginia Tech for, uh, he, he wanted up getting a master's in agriculture from Virginia so Tech. So we have all these. He worked for the Virginia Seafood Industry. But you see what I'm saying here? We have all these educated people. Your father is killing the rest making money, uh, starting his own business, expanding. The Coopers are like, Well, at that point, Joe, the restaurant was still, it was still the small restaurant. There was nothing, it was only that small bar. Okay, so let's jump to the big change then. Well, then we decided, there was at one point, we decided, we started 
we started getting busier. We were changing things. Jack came back. He came back from Vegas. Jack's back. I came back. Jack you're came back. you're not and doing in, DuPont. You're bartending. I'm, I'm bartending. I'm running the bar, and things are starting to get busy. We're starting to change. It's what late seventies, near eighty. I came yeah, back because I didn't mid, like mid, Vegas. Mid, was too hot. It was not. It wasn't Scranton. It, was, it really was. It was great for a tourist place. But some girl was, brought you back. Admit it. You're yes. right. You're right. It was. <laughs> you're right. How the hell did you know it's that? Because that's always mo- that's okay, the Okay, so I came back. Yeah, with the girl. But then girl we started. Back Jack, and, Jack went over, started writing new menus. We started going through all this stuff. But and, so you're in the business. And we're and and you are, we're doing all these. I'm, well, I'm going to like it was different me, Mark, schools. and my father at that point. Yeah. Okay, at that point. Yeah. I'm going to different schools, learning different things about the, the seafood industry and all that. And Mark Jack took over the bar. These, I took over the kitchen. Jack oh. makes these great connections up in Boston and all that. We start getting into the, because we've all been environmentalists. So we, well, we, we and we remember Joe. At this point, we were still buying small town. We were buying off Scranton fish small, like you know, paying top dollar for everything. So then I, we got into it. I decided, okay, we're going to start buying out of New York. We oh. put big freezers in our basement. Oh. We bought the warehouse behind us. Put a big massive freezer in that. Then we start buying direct. So we cut out all the middlemen. And I start buying out of Boston all fresh fish coming in three times a week. Oh, I all our see. lobster tails. So big step up reputation th- spreads. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the money, the, the money we, we were paying for was a lot The place cheaper. we were buying from, we were sending all of our chefs up to do these seafood courses to learn yeah. about. Actually, the place we used to buy from started the HACIP program for the seafood industry. They actually, the government asked Steve Connolly to actually Connolly show seafood, them yeah, what to well, do. Yeah. So he was a, the uh, the forerunner of all this uh, HACIP stuff with the industry. So we were in there from the ground floor, we'd send all of our chefs up to, to take the courses on seafood and Everybody all that. learned the, and the I would, right way to do things. You know, we'd put big steel bins in our coolers where all the fish would be iced down, taken care of, nothing would left to... Back in the day, I mean, a lot of people weren't... They didn't know how to handle the, seafood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't really like, no. There's, there's so many different things so, about I mean, that. Yeah. That's a so whole other here, story. My hand is a graph where the steady progress of Cooper's mm-hmm. 70s, when does it take that big jump up? This is like mid-80s. I'm yeah, saying but, yeah, yeah, late, yeah. late, 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 late 70s. Late 70s. Late 70s. Yeah, around, around 1980, we were already starting to rock. Yeah. Oh, there's expansion. There's octopi going on. When did all that First thing we did, Joe, was we added that whale room. We needed seating, so we added the room behind... The original restaurant. But who's the guy big... who says that? Let's put a whale room. Well, we Let's needed get a seats. Oh, we had waiting lines of like an hour, two hours every night. It was massive. We just we, oh, we couldn't handle a business. I mean, we needed but more seats. Three or four of you, you two, your me, Mark, and my mother dad and father. And then uh, when did Paul come in? Oh, Paul came in. So Paul's another brother. Yeah, another brother. Paul came He's back from in. Virginia, and, and then we needed help. We needed. We were yeah. really, really busy. So, so that's probably early. There's lines. Early there's expansion. Yes. Where do you get the big whale? Or is that a whole different subject? That's another that's... Uh, one of our friends who worked in uh, Epcot. Uh, he no. He says we got an old whale. You no, know, he made that. We he wanted made that the, thing. We yeah. wanted the whale because we wanted something. We were always a little nutty. We, we sit down <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That step. Yeah. I want to know about that step. You sit down one day and think, let's get a big job. We'd sit down in the back room. room. Remember at the big round table? We'd all sit down and we'd all Just pour us up a couple beers. And we'd so start, let's like, get a big whale. Let's get think of what we could do together. that's nutty for Scran. And how much for something charge. like that? Or is that rude? Uh, that's got to be $50,000. I have no idea, Joe. I can't It was built with Mark. He built it off premise. Back in the warehouse. Just some guy you know. No, he's, yeah, he's a friend the, of ours. He's but a friend. resident artist. Yeah. Uh, How do you on the build payroll. a whale that's like life size? I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, uh, this guy won all kind of all kind of Where contests even now? in high school. He's, he's still there. He's, he's working for us person. now. He's gonna, we're we're going to redo the front of the restaurant and make it look like a seaport. That's <laughs> the next thing we have. A, I should have brought the See, mock-up with us. 
<laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, but, but, but how do you, if someone said build a whale, like I wouldn't even, is it paper well, mache? Well, is it, pla- I don't it's know. It's actually, what. it's styrofoam, actually. A lot of styrofoam and then the, uh, the fiberglass. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. You guys are just impressive to me. All right. So now it's taken off. You're you're with the business. Are you guys getting married now, or what's the deal? Is it yes, in the uh, 80s? Yeah, you're, you're having kids. I don't know. 70s. Yeah, I got married in 70s. 75. Married in oh, 70. okay. So you're so married. Now. I got married in 78. You're walking around with hundred dollar bills falling out of your no, pocket. No, no way. Yes, you are. You're <laughs> buying. Joseph, you're no buying way. Cadillacs. No, we never. You're flying <laughs> to Key West every weekend. No, no, no. no, no. no. We invested our money. Yeah. So it goes back money. into we, the business. Yeah, we kept. And actually, money at that point, I, I I had become a pilot. I was a skydiver. <laughs> And I, I oh, had it. Who am I hanging out with here? Oh, yeah. This is like the now, late, all of a sudden, late I'm a 70s, and we still weren't doing all that great. And I was, I just <laughs> loved flying. So I was looking around. I, I had accepted a job if I wanted it to go to Alaska to be a bush pilot. <laughs> my wife found out that she said that we're not going out. She found out she was pregnant with our second child. She said, that's it. We're not, no way are we going to Alaska. I don't know anybody up there. That wouldn't have worked. No, that wouldn't have worked. I probably would have killed myself in that play up there. So, but, I, I feel like I'm hanging out with, like, the Eisenhowers <laughs> or something. I mean, bush pilots, engineering, <laughs> whales, additions, <laughs> d- pre-med. I mean, what? My I parents like weren't too happy when I didn't go to medical school. They weren't too happy. Yeah, a little postscript yeah, on that one. Yeah. No, they didn't or, like yeah, that. This is like Howard Hughes. I mean, what? What? what this is eccentric, big living. No, Basically. so we put the wear room on anyway. Okay, and, that, <laughs> and we filled that thing. If that was then, that was an immediate success. What? You, you, what year is that? That was um, eighty. Eighty-two. Okay. Because I'm trying. I I don't. This isn't about me in any way. But I'm trying to place my life with what's going on here. So I'm still in high school, and you guys are doing all this. And I remember when I was in high school that there's a prom. If there's a big event, oh, let's go to Cooper's. So that's all I'm saying. So already, I see you guys as this mammoth thing in Scranton. And I'm only. We we were just working. We were working, guys. Everything we we made, we plowed back into the business because we had. We kept working. Everything we had, we were just we were paying off, paying off debt. Yeah, from, I see. You know, the uh, money's rolling in. You're expanding. You're married. Kept, kids, kids, kids at the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're having I, kids. I two children. Mark yeah, and two children. Yeah. yeah. And now it's it's deeper into the '80s. Do we have the octopus on the roof? Do we That's have the when expansion? We started this, the That's idea the to make that the was ship. '85. Oh, oh, so the that, ship comes in in the mid '80s. '85, '86 actually. '86. We built that, and we built that addition, that link. It's how do you get that done? Is there a? Do you guys do that? I mean. No, we. Do you just hire guys. Say that, I want that's a, ship? a long, long story. That's, that, that's, that's a, yeah. Well, just yeah, no was, brief. I mean, it's just a. a, a well, we hired a contractor. Contractor we, to we do them. Have, you know, had an architect. Does he look at you and you? I don't know if I can do that. I mean, is he giving you that kind of stuff? No, no. We, we, we the architect. Right? That was Phil. Uh, Phil Clark. Phil Clark. Okay. Yeah. Phil Clark came in. He's, ah, he was great. Let's do this. They, do they this, loved the this. challenge, and I think it was pretty good for them. The, and fact, the one guy who was uh, involved with Phil Clark just recently contacted my son. He said. I did that. He's, I got so much work off of that job oh, just because right? I was the one who designed the ship. And I forget the gentleman's name, but he wanted the original blueprints. And I said, well, I have them in the warehouse somewhere. They were, but, uh, they were prints from an actual sailing vessel yeah. that they took. Here. They took. It was an actually fishing boat. And what they did is they just blew it up. Blew it up and Get expanded out. it. But we had tons of problems because the ship obviously was curved. So yeah. everything had to be made specifically to fit that, the booths. We didn't realize <laughs> the amount of money we had to put into that. Well, that's that, what I was going to say. A, that was a money pit to start. A restaurant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A restaurant <laughs> wants to put an addition on. You can do this 
for 50, 100 grand. Oh, a nice little deck. Or you can do this for, for a million, half a million, for, for 1.5 million. million. Yeah, you see what I mean? To say, let's do that is a big decision. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's what. So these are the steps that lead to this, this iconic yeah. thing we now know in Scranton. So now it's the 80s. When does all that stuff appear on the walls? You just collected it along the way from your grandfather. From what your... happened was originally when we first built the whale room, uh, the architect that was David Lee Young, right. we did it. It was all modern and it looked great and no one wanted to sit in there. Why? It because wasn't it was too up sterile. Enough. It was, it was too, too sterile. sterile. Oh. It was too... Oh, he didn't have the Not a warm, we, homey no. feel. No, there was no way out of nothing like that. It was just it was just booths and it was the, the, the very the sterile. Yeah, very we, we sterile. came up with the idea with the whale, and then yeah, we, we started jumping it up. We need to put stuff on the walls. So where did he get all that? Yeah. We were collectors. We were collectors since oh, we so were kids. Oh, so you had it. Yeah, gotcha. and then we put it. I think Paul put the ad, or you put the ad in the it paper. Was, yeah, wanted sea creatures. We put it in the Scranton <laughs> Times, so people were, were bringing in all kind of fit, all, all kind amounts, of you can't believe. And you pay for that, or they just dumped it? Some out. of it we paid for, and some would, would just most of it was donated. all donated. Just people and, wanted to have. And we'd their put stuff their names up. on it, you know. And uh, that is totally yeah, like amazing. The, a lot of those yeah. mounted fish. Uh, two of the two of the uh, marlin were. Uh, more than my dad and my uncle caught them. They used to go to deep sea fishing every year down in Nags Head. And on the one trip, they caught these two marlin and had them mounted. Uh, my dad said he would never do it again because it cost him more money to get those two marlin mounted than the whole trip cost him hotels, yeah. rail, everything <laughs> for the two fish. Oh, man. So uh, we jumped uh, up the whale room. And, yeah. made, and then people liked it much better. They like they liked the It's uh, just the like stalking. being there. Something about yeah. it. I well, know. then Paul yeah. came with Mark Book. He became friends with Mark Book, yeah. Who's this guy? Who's another collector in Scranton. Oh, right, I got you. He, he's a, all, he was a fireman and a recently passed away. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. Scranton memorabilia. Well, what goes with the memorabilia, I guess, are all these famous people coming there, too, at the time? Like, if someone yeah, visited yeah. Scranton, if it's Nixon, I don't know if it's... Well, they started it's, off with Eisenhower visited early on when my dad was still there. It was the first real famous person. Then we had a... A litany of people start coming in. I mean, it was one after another. Why? Just because the reputation spread, and if you're in this I, area, I, that's I the guess, place to be. I guess I don't even know. We used to get all the wrestlers down for the CYC. <laughs> oh, my oh God. is that right? right? Oh, the Andre the Giant. Strongbow. Uh, yeah. Andre the Giant. A what did he like? Three, Chief three, J. Three, Strongbow. He was the best. Yeah, <laughs> they used to beat him to a pulp, and, and then he would come back with a vengeance, and they play that Indian stuff, and he'd get up on a death. I know. I saw him and he'd down come there, back and he'd, he'd, then, he'd, then he'd win. But he yeah. came in. Ivan Putski. Putsky, uh, uh, Andre the Giant. Andre yeah. the Giant they were all like, there at your ate, place. Oh, yeah. Andre ate three plates of spaghetti and he ate four <laughs> devil crabs. He was like, that, that was an eating machine. Oh, Are you serious? serious? I think he drank oh, like a case of beer while he said. But you, you guys were what at the time? 20s? I don't know. Thir- uh, like, you remember that, though. That was probably I, pretty I cool. I was in high school. I think I was only in high school. Oh. Because they had the wrestling at the CYC. At, well, I was going to say, that was in the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, was in the 80s. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. But anyway, so these guys are all going there. Yeah. Did you? Did you... Like rock stars, movie stars. Give me a give me a good story. Anybody like that sticks uh, out? Um, actually, when we had Tinks, you had a lot of. Them oh, there. see, that's a whole different. <laughs> the, the nightclub was a whole. You had a lot of other lot of stars in there. But I know, like, who came at the Cooper well, School? Well, the Clintons, of course. We had we had the president. And- yeah, but you say, of course. I didn't realize that because I'm ignorant to this whole thing. So they <sighs> were there. Hillary Clinton was there. She had her dad's uh, after funeral at her place. Oh, and see, Bill okay, I had forgotten yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, because he's he's over in the yeah. The I, got, I got that. Cemetery. I got that. There were a lot of movie stars come in. We used to have a placement with all of them listed on. And I, I forget. Do you try to stay cool when they're there, or do you make a big yeah, deal? Just, most of them are just normal people. Oh, I know. So, yeah. I mean, like, I remember, uh, what's it, A-Rod was in and Derek Jeter. Oh, really? Derek Jeter was great. He was on the dock eating. This was come only on. a couple of years ago, and, uh, of course, all the girls were, like, swarming around. Right. He goes, 
Just let me have my dinner, and then I'll sit and chat with you. you know? oh, but A-Rod was more involved. Well, that's what I'm wondering. A-Rod they... wanted to sit by himself with his four girlfriends. <laughs> Which, hey, what the hell? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. And he had a private dinner, but Jeter was great. See, that's what I'm wondering. When and they then, show up there, do you guys have to go out of your way to say, let's not make a big deal? You, you don't make a big deal. Because they, they know they don't, don't want, want it. it. No, yeah, because yeah, want yeah, people, want to, people want to eat in peace. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they choose this because they just see it's the iconic place to be, or someone told them? Did they, I don't know. You're probably like anywhere else when you go on vacation, don't you? Ask around. Say, yeah, what's you know, the cool yeah, place where, to go to? You go? Good seafood place. I mean, I know Aaron Judge has been in and a couple of the other big guys from they are now up with the Yankees, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. And had you just kept it a normal restaurant way back then, instead of dumping all that money, that wouldn't be the place. That's how probably life not. is. Yes. you got to go True. the extra gotta, mile. Exactly. To, yep. If you're not going forward, you're going backwards. You oh, never stay still. Baby. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, your kids involved now? We, we're in the 90s. We're in the 2000s. What's happening? Money's good. Mm-hmm. Everybody's happy. You're working hard. Well, me, Mark, my brother Paul, and my brother Steven. Steven's in charge of uh, all the maintenance there. Okay. For us, and my, my son Ryan runs all the IT. Wow. Mm-hmm. So and when when did your dad um, leave the the business? He or semi-retired. Kind of 19, 1976, he semi-retired, which he was still doing all our banking and I was say, coming was... over in the mornings and stuff like that. So he was t- pretty pretty young. Now I was going to say. No, he was still there. Yeah, he, so he, he came every day. He would he do the, the banking. He'd yeah, do all the little. In the morning he was the gopher. You know, at, if, it, if you needed to run for something, my dad was yeah. always there to run for But he for wouldn't stuff. try to, like, boss you around and say, I want you to do this? No, no he was very no. happy. Hands off. Oh, yeah. my, my dad was great. He was just yeah. he, probably the most fair boss anyone could ever have. He, he just was absolutely never, yeah. super fair. He had to be very proud that it took it to this level that yes. you guys did. Oh, yes. Even in... When you went to Germany with him? No, but before, in his later years, we'd go over to visit him. He'd always ask, how was business today? Is that <laughs> right? It was a standard thing, yeah. question. How was business today? I find myself doing the same thing yeah. to my son. Me I was, too. Oh, I, I see. How was business today? My wife said that it's to me yesterday where question. she said, your whole life was that restaurant. That's, that's your that whole all life. all you guys you talk about is the restaurant? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, how could it not? Yes. Yeah, but was he happy to get out of that that, that complexity, like do you think? Well, you have to Go remember, he, he ran everything, hiring, firing. Yeah, so to, to, to he not... worked. He worked as a bartender and a cook in there. He and did, oh, he did. Every he did job all the, in the bookkeeping, restaurant. did the payroll. He did everything. So to get out of that is like a relief, oh, right? Yeah, so we slowly yeah. took over. My sister, Colette, did the bookkeeping then. and For years, yeah. I did all the seafood buying, Mark did all the liquor buying, ran the bars, I ran the kitchen. So what about the old, how does the old saying go? All right, first generation starts a business. The second one brings it to its optimum level, right? right, Which is you guys. And then the third generation runs it into the ground. (laughs) That's not going to happen. Because because it's hard to grow up, not be spoiled. Your parents didn't spoil you guys. Yeah, it didn't happen with our kids either. They're not spoiled? spoiled. No, but it it is a little different, Mark. It's different. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a different. It's hard. Hey, I'm not judging. I'm saying it's got to be impossible. I find myself spoiling my kids. I always tell them, oh, when I was your age. Yeah. It's hard to not do that. Yeah. Very true. But, but you think it'll continue but, to I mean, infinity? Our kids don't want to work seven days a week like we do. No. But, uh, no. My, my son came out of the Navy. He was a nuclear... Uh, He's like a nuclear engineer. He, See, of course a, he yeah, was. A nuclear engineer. I he's, love a, it. he's working down in the Easton now, but uh, he runs long hours, but not the kind of hours we work and not the weekends that he's got the bennies and all that. Even you my know. brother Matthew, who worked for us in maintenance for a long time. I, I remember when we had the waterfront down in Pittston. We had tinks, and then we had uh, preferred uh, food service down here with the old giant market. Place. Yeah, if we can handle that quick. I had a couple questions on it because the, the Pittston place, what happened there? Well, we as we got older, we we just sold it. As a matter of fact, about a month ago. But uh, 
we just started downsizing. We, we you know we had four places and and oh you had four oh so well, you had, had Tinks? Cooper's Granton we had Cooper's Waterfront and Pittston we had Tinks Entertainment Complex and that was from when. <laughs> Tinks was started in 90... These were all in the 90s, mate, maybe? 92, 93. 92 or 93. Then we renovated that, made it into the multi-level discotheque, all kind of, you know... So would that be the equivalent of, like, jumping the shark, like it did too much? Yeah, then we we opened a food service company down on South Washington Avenue back in the... (laughs) Early but so did you feel like a, too much pull too back? Much. Yeah, yes. it was way too much. We were we yeah. were burning out, and, and and we were leaving our our main place, Scranton, and Pittston go, and then we're running all these other places because you only can be you can only you can't do so run much. Everything yeah, yeah. So that was a lesson learned. So and we sold. First off, we sold uh, Tinks. Tinks. We wanted to get rid of the nightclub business. That was that was waning out. Too many lawsuits. You know, drinking and driving type of thing. Got rid of that. So was Tink, Tink's in the 90s? It was the 90s. Is yeah. that when the skeleton was on the rowboat? Yeah, so we brought yeah. that down, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I that saw was, Warren Zevon there, yeah, love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Warren <laughs> I remember yeah. I saw him. <laughs> we carried that down. We may have had Mark Hutchkey, our guy, make that up in the warehouse in Scranton. One morning, about 4 o'clock, we carried it down North Washington Avenue, brought it over. <laughs> And installed. So that it. was somewhat one of your ideas again. It goes yeah. so the tanks. Well, we were going to make the skeleton is well, tied into the whale. It's well, another, be like, that was like another whole thing. It was going to be a Jekyll and Hyde's pub. You ever hear, hear yeah, Jekyll sure. and Hyde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, We went to Jekyll and Hyde's and we thought, oh, well, we're going to buy this Tinks and we're we're going to make it into a Jekyll and Hyde. So that was the beginning thing. Uh-huh. But we get into Tinks and we start doing the bands and all of a sudden the money start rolling in and was like, maybe we won't do Jekyll and Hyde. So we bought the pizza place next to it, broke the walls down. We uh, renovated that. Then we bought the, uh, it was a, uh, a shirt factory upstairs. We bought that. And we made the three-double uh, complex out of it. So and that was great for a while. So you got, so downsize, you're back, concentrating on Coopers yes. and Scrant, and everything's good. One question I always have, a lot of uh, regular uh, ham and eggers like me, that wonders about guys like you, and I'm just assuming you're, you're doing all right financially. Why not? Just say, I'm done with everything. I'm going to cash in and live a simple, no-stress life. I think because we love the business. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, really, it's, Joe, it's we, we go over every morning. We go over there at 6 o'clock every morning. We have a little coffee clutch. Me, Mark, my brother Paul, my son Ryan, brother Stephen. We sit there for an hour. We chit-chat, have coffee, have a little breakfast. Makes you feel alive. Makes you feel it's, involved. It's, We're people still... who work for us have worked for us for like up to 40 years. They're our family. It's, it's yeah. a wonderful feeling. I love going to work. I know Mark. There's the answer. answer. Yeah. Somebody love it. Why give it up? People ask me all the time. I said, well, you're you like 69 years old. I said, are you going to retire? I said, no. What would we do? I don't want to. We'd have to open another restaurant somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney, billionaires. Why do they still tour? That's what I love. Same thing, because it's part of you. Goodness. i got to ask you a few questions from the viewers before we go. All right? This one I have to set up. Are you ready? Do you guys have crabs? And then they said, pause and watch the grin and chruckle. <laughs> There's an old joke about See it. See you there. Ah, well, well, right. When Mark was in Korea, he told me a story about crabs. <laughs> no, we that won't, we won't right. go there. I hope someone got that. All right, no. <laughs> Who decides the music themes for the bathrooms? That's a good question. When you go to a uh, restaurant, there's always bad music playing in the bathrooms. Oh, well, we have the Beatles bathroom, which we oh, all, so yours is we much love better. the Beatles, and we, love me and Mark, growing up, we love the Beatles. Beatles. So, how about our story about our Beetle boots we first bought in 1964? <gasps> Beetle boots. My father was very conservative, so Beetle boots looked like a, they're black with a heel on. So, we we went to Catholic school, <laughs> with our, but with our own money, of yeah, course. we we bought seven ninety nine. We paid for them. We hid them out in the bushes, and then as we we left, we'd take our regular shoes off and put our beetle boots on and go go to school 
because we thought we were cool. So a little heel on them, you mean? A little oh, heel, yeah. but and this was yeah. considered ris- risque or oh, rebellious? Yeah. For my father, he thought that would be like womanly like, you oh, know. So. I see. But then we got nervous, and then we finally threw them away because we <laughs> figured my father might catch us with the Beatle boots. Isn't that something? <laughs> well, we love, love the Beatles, so we, 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 we created the Beatles bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that Elvis and the other bathroom. Elvis and the other bathroom, yeah. Yeah, so it's Elvis and Beatles. Perfect. So you just choose that and let's do it. And the Beach Boys is in the And the Beach Boys, yeah. It was Beach Boys bathroom now, too. That's the newest edition. All right, and uh, what about this? Uh, uh, does he accept the historic Scranton prices? Oh, no, no, that, never mind. Sorry, sorry I said that. Uh, um, pizza soup, is that coming back? That's a oh, great soup. Well, in yeah. the fall. Yeah. In the fall. Every... That's a heavy one for the summer. That's a heavy one for the summer? Yeah. yeah. All right, this one uh, ties into me, and that's why I want to uh, maybe begin the close with this. Will you be having the Gojo kickoff party there this year? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we Absolutely. are doing it. It's already planned, and I just Absolutely. want to say... Uh, I know we're coming up to see you. Yeah, so yeah. thanks for your involvement. What made oh. you do that? Just, hey, you know, it's a great hey, thing. Hey, look at right? Joe. We, we, Scranton's taking care of our whole family. And and when we went, uh, Joe Price actually got us, took us up to see <sighs> Sister Mary Alice up at St. Joe's. And we were there. I mean, we were literally literally in tears. That, that place, the people who work there are... They are phenomenal. I know. And you think you're having a bad day? You yeah, think you something's wrong with your life? Yeah. Go up there and, and spend the a little time up there and see what see what some of those people that are so they have such a disability and yet they're happy. Yeah, you know, they're happy. Yeah. Is it, you can't come out of there and feel bad about Joe, yourself. Joe, how about yeah. what you do for the same thing? Yeah. I mean, we, I, we're impressed with you. We love you because of what you do. That's why that's you don't have to do it. I know. It's you guys are in for. What it was over twenty five thousand last year, another twenty five thousand this yes, year. So yeah. you're just yeah. throwing money at St. Joe's. I'll keep doing the bike ride. You keep doing your yeah. thing. But I said you yeah. can't go up there and not. not no, feel it's amazing. Yeah, what they do. You'd sure, have to be. Yeah, you'd you have know. to be completely stone cold dead. She's my next podcast, by the way, Sister Mary Alice. Oh, she's yeah. yeah. going to be coming up in a couple. Great weeks. lady, love her. But, totally folks, I want to say this about these two gentlemen in front of me. Uh, I met them over the years just periodically. You guys are fun. You're honest. You're sincere. There's <laughs> yes. no, here's the beauty. There's no pretentiousness. Don't you hate that pretentious person <laughs> yes. out there? Yes. You guys we, we ran into a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> Someone pulled a stick out of their rear end. <laughs> yes. I think I love you two guys. Oh, I mean that. And I appreciate mutual. you coming on in. And I can go on for probably another hour with these stories. They're great. <laughs> But you got to end with something for me. Come on, give me something that people are going to say, Cooper's did that, or Cooper's had that, or Cooper's blank. I don't know. Well, we're planning more renovations, so we're, we're going to make the whole front of the, the ship, or the uh, restaurant, look like a seaport town. That'll start next year. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's going on. That's, that's, that's what well, we planned it already. Planning, we we have the mock-up stages of that right now. Is that right? Yeah, yep, that's going to mm-hmm. be something new. I heard this, that there's you go in there, and you're going to press a button, and then a torpedo is going to come out with the waitress <laughs> popping out, and that's going to deliver your food, too. Hey, don't laugh. My brother Paul had the idea. I remember having a, the train deliver food to the tables. There was a restaurant in Kansas City. Now, don't, don't laugh. They, well, he said somebody Paul to took look at My it. other brothers out to Kansas City to see this, and, and they were going to do this. But I said, it'll break down too much, so we better, <laughs> they we do, better not they do, do that. They do break down. Yeah. That's so, funny. Yeah. Well, Jack, Great. Mark, I want to thank you for coming in. I love the rich history. Mm-hmm. I appreciate uh, your time, thanks, and uh, thanks for the St. Joe's um, uh, collaboration. Thank you. And the bike ride collaboration. Thank you, Joe. And yeah. I'm not just saying this. I love you guys. I love you. I <laughs> Same love here, you. Joe. Feelings mutual. You guys are the Same great. Here. And uh, the birthday thing, everyone still comes by for that free birthday meal, right? Oh, yeah. They sure do. They sure yep. do. That's yeah. got to be it's a... been a great that, you know, Yeah. You know, the sincerest form of uh, flattery is imitation. And there's a lot of imitators. Oh, I know. You guys <laughs> probably started it, right? We did, yes. All yes. right. Well, uh, I'm going to say your original name here, and then we're going to end. What is it now? 
Coopers. 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 Peace out, Coopers. <laughs> Cheers. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything, Mr. Curiosity.